Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 28 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real-life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make helpful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 20, plant-powered, and on today's episode, we'll share simple steps towards a more plant-based way of eating. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We are so grateful that you're listening. And today we are talking about all things plant-based. And now I think sometimes when people hear, you know, plant-based meals or meatless meals, they think that, you know, they're going to be eating tofu and all this flavorless food. And really that is not the case at all. And I do want to mention, I'm not trying to throw tofu under the bus here. Um, I actually do like it if it is cooked. (laughs) Fun fact that I did not know about you, my friend. <laughs> yes. So, so when we think about plant-based, like some of my absolute favorite Healthy Bites recipes are plant-based. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I like them because they're plant-based. They're just really good recipes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to link to some of our favorites in the show notes. So I'm talking things like zucchini lasagna roll-ups. Great for summertime when we have the zucchini around. That's true. Yeah, Greek salad nachos, amazing. Southwest veggie flatbread. So it's like a pizza, but it uses hummus as the sauce. And then you like pile on all these veggies and it is just so amazingly delicious. And I really could go on and on and on, but <laughs> Beth, do you have any favorites from of the like plant-based healthy bites recipes? Oh, for sure. I think to your point too, it's, you know, when you really use different combinations and different textures and flavors and seasonings and cooking techniques, you don't even miss the meat, which I feel like is the case with oh, all yeah. these examples. But I honestly do love all of those that you mentioned there. Um, in addition, I would say we have an easy black bean burger that I was very intimidated about the very first time that we prepared it, but it is phenomenal. And it makes a great... Um, kind of leftover too, that you could even double the batch and freeze or something I've been doing a lot lately just to kind of clean out the pantry and use a variety of different ingredients is the Mediterranean power bowl. So that's another good one that we'll talk about power bowls, grain bowls as well, and kind of elaborate on those. So those are two of my uh, favorites as well. Um, and so, yeah, if you're a regular listener, here we are at episode 20, which we're both like, my gosh, that's amazing. Uh, you may have remembered that we touched on plant-based eating back on episode three, when we talked about the impossible from Burger King. Um, but we felt this is a really appropriate time to revisit the topic and really take a diver, a diver deep, a deeper dive into what it really is and how to go about it. Right. So what does it mean to eat more plant-based? So really it just means incorporating more things like fruits, vegetables, beans, whole grains, nuts, seeds, and oils. And it doesn't mean that you are not eating any meat. So you're not, you know, going vegetarian. It's really very flexible. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really just kind of shifts the focus. So instead of like meat being the center of your meal that you plan the rest of your meal around, kind of think of meat as a side dish, like a flavor component to the dish. Mm -hmm. Um, And dairy and eggs are also included too in the plant-based way of eating. 
That's right. And I think that's a really great kind of visual example. So if you imagine your plate and maybe now it's always that animal protein as the center, kind of just like re-visualizing what it would look like with more of the grains in the center, more of the vegetables and so forth, just to kind of make that shift. Um, you know, and beyond just kind of what we enjoy as different flavors and, and so forth is a, a result of plant-based eating. There are a ton of uh, health benefits that are associated with this way of eating. And these are very much science-based and, um, you know, we'll kind of talk through those right now. Now. So it includes a lower risk of heart disease, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, obesity, type 2 diabetes, and certain cancers, which in reality, those are some of the biggest health conditions that Americans face you know, today all the time. Uh, you could also see improved digestive health and energy levels. Um, you know, and really this kind of stems from when you're eating a more plant-based diet, you are eating more fiber, more healthy fats, vitamins and minerals, beneficial plant nutrients. And at the same time, you're likely reducing the saturated fat in your diet, as well as the cholesterol, which come from animal products. So all of these certainly do contribute to an improved, you know, overall quality of life. Yeah. And when I think of plant-based, it really reminds me of the Mediterranean diet. Like that is the main principle of the Mediterranean diet is eating more plants. And that diet is known to be one of the best, most nutritious in the world. That's right. And that one, you know, honestly, it bubbles up year after year. You know, we talk about the U.S. News World and Report, you know, in different places. And that one bubbles up as one of the top ways of eating every year because of its health benefits and because of its approachability, too, which we'll talk about, um, you know, and really just help to promote longevity, um, which is just, you know, so notable. So, now what? So how do we go more plant-based? It's so much easier than you think to get started. And a simple first step would really be to typically, just to replace a typically meat-containing meal with one that does not contain meat. So for example, if you eat a turkey sandwich every day for lunch, maybe swap that out for a veggie burger and a salad instead. So see how easy that is? Or when making one of your family's favorite meals like lasagna, chili, or pizza, to name a few, just omit the meat. Um, you know, so from there, then you would sprinkle in a few plant-based meals into the weekly meal plan to replace the meat and you'll be well on your way to a plant-based way of eating. Yeah. And, and so kind of like how I think about it too, in addition to, you know, suggestions about taking out the meat. So I think about it as like adding more plants into your day. So like, what can you add to each meal or each snack that's going to include more of those plant-based things like the fruits and veggies and whole grains? And what I really, I feel like love the most about the concept of plant-based is that everyone can start wherever they are now. Mm -hmm. So like if you're someone that eats meat every day or twice a day, or even if you just eat meat a couple times a week, you know, there's ways that you can start, you know, start with just that one meal mm -hmm. um, or just add some more fruits or add some more veggies somewhere throughout your day. And then you're getting more of those plants in. That's right. And, you know, I think sometimes you hear about different, uh, you know, diets and trends and fads and things like that. And so many of them might include really expensive foods or specialty types of products. But, you know, just to your point, Catherine, this is food that you're already eating, stuff you right. might already have in your pantry. And it's just adding more in, which we really do love that additive approach to, you know, any type of eating modifications. Um, you know, so when you're starting to think now, okay, you feel confident, maybe you're ready to take this next step. So really, what are you going to eat instead of meat? So here we have you covered, and we're going to talk through some easy and approachable ideas for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. And again, they really do use everyday foods that you probably have on hand already and or could easily access at the, the supermarket. 
Exactly. Okay. So starting with breakfast. So something really easy would be, um, this is like my thing right now. I don't know why I get on these little kicks where I eat something for a while and for a while it was yogurt parfaits. And so now it's like these oatmeal bowls. So, you know, when you get like a little packet of oatmeal, you know, that's great. It's oats, but I feel like I'm not full. Mm -hmm. So like, how do we add some more things to it? So I make my oatmeal and then I top that with, I've been using fresh fruits. I've been using frozen fruits, kind of whatever I have. Um, And then I put some walnuts on that or some almonds and some cinnamon. Like, so it just kind of makes a more substantial breakfast one. Mm -hmm. And you're getting all those plants in there already because oats are whole grains and then your fruits Um, and two of the walnuts. So the nuts, you're getting the healthy fats in there. Um, and then the same thing with the yogurt bowl, you kind of just swap out the oatmeal for the yogurt. So you start with yogurt, you know, put, you know, fruit on there, almonds. Um, if you have some chia seeds, you could throw those on there. Um, or even if you have like granola or you could make a homemade granola with oats and, you know, almonds and and all that good stuff. Um, you know, like eating a really good substantial breakfast like that, it's going to help you feel full throughout the morning. Um, and you're already, you know, knocking off some of those servings of fruits and veggies. I was just thinking that we know that most Americans do not uh, eat enough fruits and vegetables in the day. And, you know, really, if you're missing a meal or a snack with, you know, out a vegetable or a fruit, you know, it is hard to make it up. So starting a day with a couple of servings there, it's like, check, check, you have it. Exactly. In, you know, you're probably going to help to, you know, reach that recommendation by the end of the day. And it's funny, you know, the way we kind of put this together, scrambled eggs with veggies, that has, again, kind of been one of my picks recently. Um, Just, you know, something a little bit different. You know, right now we're still working from home, so the morning schedule's a little bit different, so there's a little bit more time to maybe cook a breakfast. Um, So I've definitely been utilizing that time to make scrambled eggs or different variations of eggs. But, you know, adding different types of vegetables. For one, it's a great way to utilize vegetables that might be kind of on their way out. So I've kind of sometimes thrown a whole, you know, variety of random vegetables into the pan with the scrambled eggs, and then you have a really great combination of eggs, some vegetables, seasonings, you know, always like to add a little bit of cheese. Um, you know, you could also then wrap that up into a corn or whole wheat tortilla with some avocado, make a breakfast burrito. Uh, there's a lot of different variations here that you could, you could do to, to add more vegetables into your breakfast. Sometimes people think how in the world would I eat vegetables at breakfast? I think eggs are a perfect vehicle for that. And as we noted, yeah. eggs and dairy products are part of a plant-based eating routine yeah. because again, this is not um, you know, a more restrictive kind of vegetarian or vegan type of lifestyle. It's very flexible. Exactly. Okay. So those are three delicious options for breakfast. Um, so moving on to lunch. So Beth just briefly mentioned about the green bowls earlier, and these are so easy. Like I kind of do these all the time when I have just random stuff in my fridge that I need to eat up. Um, so basically you start with a whole grain. So brown rice, quinoa, farro, like whatever whole grain you have, um, really easy to cook a, you know, a big batch of brown rice in the beginning of the week, and then you can use it throughout the week. So we're starting with our whole grain. Um, On top of that, you're going to add some protein. So chickpeas, I've been eating a lot of chickpeas lately. Um, Edamame, I live in the produce department, you can get them already shelled, ready to go. Um, Or even, you know, some tuna or even some chicken breast. So remember, we don't have to give up meat altogether. We're just not making it the biggest part of our meal. Right. So we still want to definitely still want to get that good source of protein in there. So on top of the protein, we are piling on the veggies and I love, I mean, roasted vegetables are my favorite way to eat veggies. It caramelizes those sugars in there and they get charred on the edges and it just, 
it adds the best flavor um, to the veggies. And then on top of that, add a little bit of flavor. So I've been doing balsamic vinegar and olive oil, or you can put some flavored hummus on there or lemon juice or feta cheese is a really good one too. It adds (laughs) so much flavor. Um, And there's your grain bowl. And it can literally be any combination of things that you have in your house. So whole grain, protein, veggies, flavor, done. Exactly. I love that little formula. So again, you know, we kind of like to promote the non-recipe recipe approach that is just really whatever you have goes. And I love that you can really do that with grain bowls. And there yeah. are so many great variations and you could create a whole new um, kind of variety of, the, of that meal every single day if you ate it on the regular. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and certainly another kind of suggestion could be for lunch to turn a side salad into an entree type of salad. So sometimes you think of, you know, when you are out to eat, you get a side salad and it's very small. There's not a lot to it. And it's, it's just kind of filler. Uh, but you can really amp it up by adding some different ingredients at home to make it a lot more satisfying and to make it replace something else you might otherwise eat for lunch. So again, adding some whole grains on there. So maybe you have some grains cooked left over from your grain bowl, uh, you know, cooking, you could add some whole grains right onto your salad. Uh, brown rice and quinoa are a couple that come to mind, but again, any variety of other cooked greens you enjoy could be added as well as then of course, some source of protein. So Hard-boiled eggs could be an option, Uh, walnuts, sliced almonds, pistachios, sunflower seeds, chickpeas, edamame, which again, those are those like uh, baby soybeans. And um, I know you mentioned, Catherine, you can find them in the produce department, but also in the frozen foods department, you can find them and you could just pull them out of the shells and kind of sprinkle them on top. Um, But those would be a couple different uh, sources of, you know, protein you could top your salad with as well. Again, very satisfying. I've also been using... Um, like pumpkin seeds, pepitas, those on top of a salad, it's just something a little bit different. And they're, they have kind of like a green shell. They really add a nice pop of color to the overall salad too. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I always thought it was weird to put grains on a salad. I'm like, that it just doesn't go. And then I started doing it and like, I can't not do it now. Like I have to have some grains on my salad. It just adds flavor and texture and fiber. And like, you're just yep. so much more full after. Well, so, if you yeah. think of it, like having, you know, sometimes for me having just like a salad. It doesn't feel complete, like without like the bread or without crackers. So I think when you add the grain, it kind of just like rounds it out and brings it all together. And actually for me, I don't know about you, Catherine. I don't even cook. I I mean, the greens are cooked, but I don't reheat them to put them on the salad. I just know I don't eat them right on top. Um, I mean, you could always warm them up a little bit, but not too much because they might bolt your greens a little bit, but, um, yeah, you don't even need to take that extra step. You can just kind of sprinkle them right on top and it'd be good to go. Um, okay. So another lunch option would be to upgrade your sandwich. So we did kind of talk about like, if you kind of have your typical like turkey and cheese sandwich for lunch. So what are some things you can do, um, to make that more plant-based? So one swap out the mayo for hummus hummus. I mean, first of all, it comes in so many flavors now and it kind of has, it has just has a really good texture. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, I don't, I could go on and on about hummus. I really oh, could. Me too. Uh, <laughs> Um, and so, uh, also using 100% whole wheat bread, cause you're going to get some more fiber in there and flavor, I think. Um, and then adding some veggies. So spinach or sliced tomatoes or pickles, or I don't know, whatever you have in the fridge can literally go on your sandwich. Um, 
And then in terms of the lunch meat, so one thing we do know is that people do not eat enough seafood. So the recommendation is two servings per week um, because seafood really is a source of those omega-3s, which we're just not getting enough of. Mm -hmm. um, so try um, a tuna pouch, you know, try a tuna pouch instead of the lunch meat for a couple times a week. And then, you know, one, you're getting your seafood in and your omega-3s and you're eating a little bit less meat. Exactly. No, that's a, a great alternative. And again, uh, you know, the kind of the seafood piece and that recommendation goes back further to the Mediterranean diet and that way of eating, you know, that includes a lot of seafood as well. Um, you know, and hummus to me, I feel like it's more of a glue than mayonnaise. So it really helps to stick the vegetables. <laughs> they don't like fall out of the sandwich. They kind of keep them all right where they should be. <laughs> that's very true. I didn't even that. It's like the glue. Um, and then dinner. So, you know, this one might be a little bit more challenging if you are preparing meals for a family, but I think some of our solutions will really help to help you make that family transition a little bit more easily. Um, so one of my favorite personal kind of tricks is to utilize half ground meat, half beans in different types of recipes. So especially different casseroles or tacos or burritos, nachos, things like that. You can easily make that swap and then maybe save that remaining amount of ground meat for a whole new meal. So I've definitely been doing this a lot more recently um, just to kind of conserve meat and then also to incorporate more plant-based protein from beans into my uh, different recipes. Uh, another solution, which I think you probably gave me this part, Catherine, because you know I like to talk about the blend. <laughs> which I do. So, you know, mushrooms can really serve as a great kind of meat complement because they have that umami property, which really has kind of a, like a meaty, meaty hardiness to them. So you think of portobello mushroom burgers sometimes are a great alternative to regular burgers for those that don't eat meat or don't want grilled meat and so forth. Um, so they have that kind of hearty, meaty uh, aspect to them. So actually incorporating them like finely chopped mushrooms into different ground meat recipes uh, and or even something like uh, lasagna, pasta sauce, meatballs, and more. They really do add a ton of flavor. They boost up the vitamins and minerals, of course. They add um, just a really great consistency and texture as well. So the technique itself is to finally chop the mushrooms. And I always feel like maybe you chop them once, chop, chop them twice, go one more or two more times because you really want them to be nice and finely chopped so they mimic that same appearance as the ground meat itself. And then they kind of blend seamlessly into your recipes so that you won't even notice that they're in there. And I know, Catherine, you are not a huge mushroom fan. And I think we've kind of slipped the blend on you in different occasions and you didn't even realize the mushrooms were tucked in. I am telling <laughs> you, I, yes, I really, I don't prefer mushrooms, but when you put them in this ground meat, like, it takes the flavor, like, because they add so much moisture and you said like that umami flavor, like it is so good. Mm -hmm. And I made, we have, we're going to link to a, a blended taco recipe in the show notes. And I made this one night and when I had my friends over for dinner, I'm like, we're having tacos. And they're like, what, what, this is so good. Like what's in here. And I'm like, Oh, it's mushrooms. And they were like, what? I'm like, I, you know, so it does like, it takes that extra minute or two to chop up the mm -hmm. mushrooms, or you can even throw them in your food processor. That would be yeah. really quick. And then you put those in with the ground meat and you don't even know they're there. This would be great for kids. You wouldn't even mm -hmm. know. Um, I cannot talk about the blend enough and like, <laughs> 
No, I totally glad you and I are on the same page here. That's for sure. And, and I think too, like you said, they kind of add that indescribable property. You're like, what's in there? It's like, you know, sometimes yeah. you eat something, you're like, what is that spice? It really just kind of kicks this up. Um, you know, and mushrooms are, again, they're very easy to use. You could use, you know, any variety, yeah, really, you know, in a sliced white mushrooms or sliced portobellas are two of my favorites, but you could get elaborate and use, you know, different varieties if you like as well. So kind of, again, incorporating that mushroom combination into, uh, you know, ground meat recipes. Again, beans would be a good way to incorporate uh, that plant-based uh, ingredient as well, or even cauliflower rice, which could uh, you know stand in you know like in a taco type recipe or something like that, just to add more vegetables, help reduce the amount of meat, but without sacrificing the flavor, the texture, or the overall kind of recipe itself. Yeah, I do have to say, so right now you can get a lot of the cauliflower rice that's already kind of riced up for you, so you don't have to process it yourself. And I made it over the weekend for dinner. It's like a stir fry instead of rice. I use the cauliflower rice, and my parents liked it. My dad liked it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? That says it all right there. If dad likes I it, your goal Okay, if it is dad approved, like, you're good. So, um, yeah, so that's a really great idea for dinner. And again, what I love is you're not totally getting rid of the meat. You're just mm -hmm. adding the veggies in there. So love that. Uh, okay. So let's talk about snacks real quick. So when we think about snacks, um, you know, I know we're talking about plant-based and things like that, but kind of how I approach, you know, snacking is like, what's going to give me some energy? So like sometimes when you, you're looking for a snack, you might be a little tired, you're a little hungry. So you're like, you need that pick me up and you want to be picking the things that are going to energize you the best and make your body feel the best. So, you know, maybe chips or candy, you know, things like that, you know, they might not make you just feel your best. So what are some other things? So, you know, nuts are great. So if you have almonds um, or some peanut butter, you know, put that on an apple or you have your almonds in an apple. Um, oh, here was, here's hummus again. So have hummus <laughs> and some veggies. Go in. figure. <laughs> yeah. um, roasted chickpeas are really trendy right now. Um, you just, you roast them. You can put some spices in there till they get really crunchy and it kind of gives you the crunchy, salty snack you're looking for. Um, and one of my favorite snacks is popcorn. Cause, I mean, popcorn is a whole grain. Um, I don't get the super duper butter flavored popcorn, but you know, um, it's a whole grain and it's again, the crunchy and the salty that you're looking for. So I just always make sure that my house is stocked up with these snacks. Um, and you're getting all those fruits and veggies in between your meals as well. Exactly. And I have to say, so, you know, my little, uh, little lady, she will eat popcorn all day long if I would let her, but I actually feel really good about giving that to her as an alternative to other types of, you know, yeah. kid snacks because she's definitely getting more out of it. Again, not the super salty, buttery kind of flavors. Um, you know, but it's something that's a good alternative and it's got a lot more fiber, you know, than maybe like, you know, animal crackers or, or something right. else she might normally want. And actually you said, you spoke about the roasted chickpeas. We'll have to add that link into our show notes as well. So oh, yeah. uh, right now, in our magazine, we have a ranch spiced roasted chickpeas recipe. So if you love the flavor of ranch, which I know I do hundred percent of the way, um, and this would be a really great, just, you know, experiment to try at home and, and see what uh, you think of, of that alternative. And again, a much more affordable way to try them out versus buying the package variety, which, uh, Speaking of budget and money saving, you know, one piece about plant-based eating that's very notable and again could be a great driver to get you to try this way of eating is that 
many plant-based sources of protein are very cost friendly. So right now, you know, if you're finding that the prices of the animal protein you would normally buy have gone up and, or that you just don't see and aren't able to purchase what you would normally buy in the store, which again is not uncommon right now, you know, you can substitute some of these different plant-based types of recipe ideas and plant-based proteins in to save money and have some good alternatives, you know, on your dinner table. So I think that's just a really important thing to note for right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that you're absolutely right. So just a really super quick, like price comparison. So, um, I just went on online shopping and I was looking for some prices. So a pound of 80% lean ground beef is so $4.99 a pound. A pound of whole grain rice, $1.27. A pound of oats is about a dollar. And then if you get a can of kidney beans, which is about a pound, we're at 59 cents. So the prices do really vary. And then, but I think the most important thing is when you think about it, like think about a pound of ground beef. Like I feel like it's not going to go very far, Mm -hmm. but if you think about how much rice or oats or beans you get, like it's really going to stretch into a few meals. Um, and so, and and that's where it comes in, you know, when you're talking about tacos, so take a pound of the ground beef and then a can of kidney beans Mm -hmm. and you stretch the portions. I feel like by double, Oh yeah. a very small cost of the can of beans, you know, that's for so sure. It really does, um, that really does, you know, come into the budget piece as well and might, you know, reduce your grocery bill. Yeah. I, you know, actually something else you know, we talk, we're talking, you know, ground beef, uh, you know, and ground meats a lot with some of these different tips. But one thing I actually like to do with uh, chicken is, you know, chicken and a jar of salsa in the crock pot and then like all shredded up. That is one of the easiest ways to make tacos. And we do that probably at least every other week. So even with that, after I've shredded the chicken that again has just been cooked in the salsa in a slow cooker all day, adding a can of like drained and rinsed black beans into that again, mm-hmm. further, ex- you know, extends the amount of, you know, taco filling we get there. And that's with chicken. So you can apply the same techniques to other types of protein as well. Um, but yeah, when you really think about those costs, uh, you know, comparisons, it's just like, wow, that's mind blowing. Um, you know, and it's again, a good shift to kind of to start doing the more plant-based way of eating. Just one more benefit of the plant-based. So yeah. So Mm -hmm. Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? So yeah, I think it really comes down to if your reason is, you know, for health reasons, which I feel like we built a pretty good case around the health benefits <laughs> of plant-based eating to save money, or maybe you're just looking for some new ways to experiment in the kitchen and try some different types of recipes and or types of foods, you know, really try to take that first step towards a more plant-based lifestyle. And a good place to start again would be skipping just that one meat containing meal this week and see how it goes. And we'd love to hear from you, you know, if you do this and, you know, kind of what your thoughts are about it. Yeah, that's a great idea. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, As a reminder, new episodes do come out every other Tuesday, and you can get in touch with us and share your favorite plant-based meals by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.